This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1574. Can our children's view of the bully be tied to their future success? By Allison Carmen of AllisonCarmen.com. Hello, everybody, and happy Friday. I'm Greg Audino, your host and narrator. So grateful to have you here for another parenting post. Another dandy coming up from Allison Carmen today. She's going to provide some great insight on bullying and how both her own experience and her personal growth has led her to having a newfound philosophy when it comes to bullying and teaching our children uh, about how to handle it when they see it or are subject to it themselves. So let's check in with her once again as we read this article and optimize your life. Can our children's view of the bully be tied to their future success? By Allison Carmen of AllisonCarmen.com. It feels like yesterday that I was sitting in the middle section of the school bus, feeling so uncomfortable. The bully sat in the back, the majority of the kids were prey in the middle, and the most vulnerable sat up front. It's a universal seating arrangement known to all kids in any suburb of the United States. I was not a target on those long bus rides, but I was scared. I was scared for myself, and I was scared for the kids that got picked on every day. I believed that the bullies were strong and could hurt any of us. I bought into the entire power play that they were somehow more sturdy and resilient than me, if only because they seemed to understand how the world works and could control everyone around them. I remember that they yelled and screamed loudly and laughed at other kids for everyone to hear. I was intimidated, and that made me feel weak and doubtful. I never expressed how I felt to anyone when I was young. Perhaps I just felt that that was the way of the world, or maybe I didn't understand my feelings. But interestingly, as I aged, bullies still brought out those feelings of inferiority. Whether in a college sorority or a conference room at work, I still felt doubtful and insecure around loud, mean, and forceful personalities. Although on the surface I seemed okay, I did not always voice my opinions, even when those opinions were strong. I feared retribution, and I doubted myself against what I perceived as power. The grown-up bullies seemed as self-assured as the young ones, able to put others down so easily and manipulate most in the room. I was still buying into the power and control of the bully, hook, line, and sinker. As my spiritual life grew over time, love became more important than fear, and fear began to melt away. I started to automatically focus on the true strength of kindness and compassion. I saw that getting angry, lashing out, degrading, and attempting to control other people are products of weakness. It is much harder to consistently respond to all others with love and understanding. I realized that someone must have hurt the bully very much for him or her to act that way. 
Maybe there is a mean parent or sibling. Maybe a tragedy at a formative age. Who knows? But the bully is, in fact, really scared. The bully has shut his or her heart and is cruel to the world so that the world can't hurt the heart again. Here is a set of rules that I teach my children to remember what real strength is when faced with a bully. It takes more strength to stick up for someone than to put them down. It takes more strength to compromise with a friend than to force your way on someone else. It takes more strength to listen to someone with whom you disagree with than to ignore them, yell at them, or scorn their ideas. It takes more strength to understand someone that is different and try to include them instead of excluding them from an activity. It takes more strength to express yourself with your words than to resort to physical force. It takes more strength to be peaceful, loving, and kind in the face of adversity than to yell and scream and hurt the ones around you. It takes more strength to be humble in the face of triumph than to recklessly brag. It takes more strength to act on what you know is right than to follow the crowd. Real strength does not need to prove anything. It can stand on its own without a word spoken, and that is the real power. With these rules of strength, it's my hope that my children will not give their personal power away to the loudest voice or the child with the most controlling personality. It's my hope that they will be able to see the truth behind the bully so that they don't feel intimidated or doubt themselves. It might not dictate how they will deal with the bully on the outside, but it does allow them to keep their inner world strong and intact by seeing the truth of what they're experiencing. My hope is that true strength will follow them through their lives so that their success won't be determined by the bully in the room. You just listened to the post titled, Can Our Children's View of the Bully Be Tied to Their Future Success? by Allison Carmen of AllisonCarmen.com. And another gem from Allison, which we thank her for today. I really love those rules that she listed off. Extremely healthy and well put, needless to say. Also extremely agreeable and well understood for adults. But even for adults and especially for children, it is one thing to say or hear these rules. It's another thing to implement them. So while I love the intention here, I do just think it's worth remembering that if you are sharing this list with your children or anyone really, it's crucial to also pay attention to how you're teaching it. So if they get held up on something, why is that? Can you talk through specific scenarios with them and help them to be more prepared that way? Can you be patient as a parent and non-bullyish with them? when teaching this lesson, as you hope that they will be when putting this lesson into practice. So just a lot of opportunity to focus on the methodology here, uh, especially when working with kids who are, you know, of course, less familiar with managing their emotions. Things to keep in mind. But with that, it is time to say goodbye once again. We have reached the end. If you like this episode, though, go ahead and share it with somebody who you think would like it as well. That's definitely appreciated on our end and uh, a great way to keep the show up and running. So thank you for that. Thank you for being here. And be sure to come on back again tomorrow for the Saturday show. That's where your optimal life awaits.